Welcome to The Better Way, a podcast by BuilderTrend. Here, you'll learn to simplify and establish processes that will make meaningful changes to your company and help you achieve your goals. There's a better way to run your construction business, the BuilderTrend way. Tune in this season as Pro Service Education Coordinator Zach Bratovis chats with several experts about risk management. In this episode, Zach's talking about how to protect your revenue. Rachel Weezer, an on-site consultant at BuilderTrend, will be joining him to share her insights on this very important topic. Welcome everybody to The Better Way, a podcast by BuilderTrend where we're discussing today how to manage risk in the construction industry. I'm really excited to welcome our guest today. Her name is Rachel Weezer. Rachel, how are you doing today? Hello, Zach. I'm doing good. Thanks for coming here. Rachel is an on-site consultant here at BuilderTrend, which means she's traveled all around the country training people in person about BuilderTrend, of course, and other things in the construction business. Rachel, what's been your favorite place to visit? Putting you on the spot right Ooh, away. That's a hard a question. question. That's a great question. I generally say just based on the location, Durango, Colorado is probably the most beautiful place I've been. Ooh, that's a fun one. Yeah. Not too bad. Yeah. I hadn't really ever heard of it before. Really? Yeah. Huh. So, well, that's awesome. I'll have yeah. to put it on my list. of. I, I, for our listeners out there, I too was an on-site consultant and I, my favorite place of all places was Pittsburgh that oh. I visited. I know. Okay. I, I, it Good just, to know. it spoke to me more than I realized. Yeah, it was, it, I would definitely go back. So for all our steel city folks out there, shout <laughs> out, you don't get enough credit for how wonderful your city is. So Rachel, we're talking about protecting revenue, which is our theme for this series of episodes. We've had several guests here talking about different things in the industry that come with risk. And today we're talking about protecting revenue. And, you know, there's a lot of ways in builder trends that we can look at that. Where do you start when you're talking to someone in builder trend in their account about that topic? We're trying to sell them on features to use the program effectively with us understanding there are things in place that can help you manage risk and protect that revenue. So where do you start? Yeah, honestly, there's two different locations or two different features in Builder Trend that I'll actually start with. It really depends on what the client's top priorities are, though. Um, those two are generally going to be change orders if the clients are looking more for a homeowner interaction or to improve their communication with their homeowners, or if they're looking to more improve their communication with their subs. Um, I'll end up starting actually with the purchase order system, which not very many clients in Builder Trend will use. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. So let's let's start with purchase orders. I think it's a great path to follow here Perfect. and get into a deep discussion about the benefits of Builder Trend purchase orders and even any purchase order system that you can put in place. It's about putting processes, ensuring you're following exactly. the right steps. So regardless if you're using Builder Trend or not, there are tons of other softwares or even. Uh, consultants who would recommend a purchase order system. So in Builder Trend, tell me about it. What's what, what's the great thing about our purchase order system? How does it work? What are the things that people should know? Yeah. So honestly, the purchase order system in Builder Trend is very seamless, especially if you are getting your budgets into Builder Trend, already getting those costs set up generally through our estimate, maybe a proposal, getting the, everything transferred from that sales side, getting your budget set up. All of the details that you've created then in your estimate will be able to easily transfer into your purchase order. So you're not having to manually key in all of the details a second or a third time just to create a potential contract for a sub. A lot of people don't truly understand that purchase orders are a way to have process payments with your subs. They'll be able to track 
how much they are spending to a particular sub or a trade. And it's also going to help prevent overspending on specific materials or anything like that. So if you have a purchase order for, just make math easy, $1,000, you know that that was what you estimated your costs for, and we should not be going over that $1,000 for um, any of those payments for materials. So, Yeah, I think that's super important to reiterate. There's very clear picture that was painted almost everywhere I went and certainly where you've gone, Rachel, where Mm -hmm. just the orchestration of getting information from the job site to the office team, to the accounting team, to paying those subs, there's, there's a conveyor belt of things that occur. Yeah. And I've witnessed it on a Thursday. It's the 15th of the month (laughs) and the subs are rolling in and people are like, where's the invoice and how do I get there? And, and we've seen it time and time again, and you can take all that out and, really look at it objectively and think there's got to be a better way to handle all that. And it seems like we're not necessarily hitting on protecting revenue, but the reality, what Rachel is saying is you can effectively put a cap right. on what you should be paying and catching it at the moment that you cut the check. Cause what exactly, what, yeah, what we've seen, uh, yeah, people will just overpay. They don't, they don't go find right. the information. They just, the guy's there to get his check. And the right. bookkeeper just assumes that's the amount you should pay. Yeah, because generally bookkeepers are just really receiving an invoice from a sub. They don't really know for sure if this is work that's been done, if the sub was just bringing an invoice for the upcoming week, nothing like that. And where I've seen a lot of delays in efficiency at with when meeting with builders is they end up having their project managers approve all of these invoices. So subs have to have their invoices in on a Monday. PMs have to have Monday through Thursday to review it. And then it goes to accounting on Thursday for that payment to be cut. Well, your project managers don't always have time to be reviewing this or they're having to sit down for three or four hours just to review those invoices coming in from subs. So the PO system and builder trend has a lot of capabilities to help improve that communication. And then like we've said is put a cap on that spending. Your PMs can see where that cap is and know that whether you're going over it, they need to get it approved by the owner or if they need to start talking to the client to see if we need to get change orders out. Yeah. They're, they're picking a proactive approach rather than the, the discovery down the line. Oh, we're over budget. What happened? And now you're panicking. Right. You're trying to investigate. Things can get really messy really quickly. Exactly. I've, there's a lot of other benefits too, obviously, to the PO that are just baked into the software. You can outline your scope of work, right? You, exactly. Do you ever walk yep. the builders through that process and, and how that could help protect your revenue? Right. Yep. Outlining the scope of work. That way it's very clear cut on what is expected of the subs um, by being able to detail every single line with the materials that are going to be needed, where they need to be installed, you can definitely help prevent errors from your subs by giving them all of those details on the very front end as well. Yeah, it's all about clear communication. And it takes a little bit of setup. You may need to talk with your attorney or yes. your, your legal advisor, whomever, your, you know, your business consultant about what should be in that PO. But then you get into some other things that will save you time, i.e. help you save money, like right. templating those options, yep. building them into your account for reuse, learning how to manipulate it so that you can reuse, reuse, and save time 
by knowing how it can be easily copied and, and exchanged job to job. Yes, whether it's across one job to the next or it, even if it is on that same job where you're needing to reorder some materials for an air in shipment or something, you don't have to take the time to rebuild that purchase order. Um, we also have really simple ways that items can be copied if you have to switch subs in the middle of the project. Again, Zach, like you said, saving time is one of the most important and most crucial ways that we talk about with our clients, especially through on-site. That is going to be a hit on your revenue if you are spending five hours for spending an hour and a half mm-hmm. going through and reviewing your cost. And it's funny how fast that time can add up. It, yes. And it's easy to miss track of it because you don't really think about it when you're doing it. This is my job. This is what I do. When you really be objective and you look at what we offer, you can quickly find ways that you're going to be more efficient, which means your overheads are going to be a lot lower on those particular jobs in the long run. For sure. Yeah. And I feel like so many of the clients that I've gone to visit when I'm in a discovery phase with them, it seems to be the conversation is, well, we just don't need a purchase order system. We just don't, it's not important to us. (laughs) And I was like, okay, well, how are you tracking your costs? Are you just taking an invoice and entering it into QuickBooks and calling that good. Generally, that's the, uh, that's generally the answers. Yep. That's, that's how we're doing it. How how many people have you met where they'll say something to you? We don't really job costs. We just look at the, (laughs) the profit and loss report. And if we made money, great. Uh, yeah, about 90, 95% of my (laughs) clients I'd say that I've gone to meet. It's just the reality of it is, that's kind of a rare thing to find people who are outlining the scope exactly on the front end and then comparing their systems to what they're trying to accomplish. You know, if you're making money, you're doing well. Right. Couldn't we make those margins a little tighter, a little better? Couldn't we save a little bit more by doing a little bit more work to get those things in place? And that's kind of the beautiful part, Rachel, you, you outline the estimate is really the key. It is to this. Let's talk a little bit about that. You know, you mentioned change orders as well, and we'll get there. With estimating and builder trend, why is it so important to unlocking even using something like the PO and and change order system? Yeah. So I know you've, uh, a couple episodes ago, you and Reese were talking about cost codes Mm. and your estimate in your cost codes is going to be so insanely important to help identify where you are exceeding your cost versus where you might be saving money on your cost. The more you can narrow down how effectively you're estimating just based off of those cost codes, even those different categories that you are grouping all of your costs into, it's going to allow you to be that much more accurate for future jobs. And the more accurate you can be, obviously the more money that you're going to end up making on that project. Right. Yeah. You know what targets you're trying to hit. And then you can generate your POs right off that estimate. And yep. it's not that we know things change. It's right. not that the estimate won't adjust yeah. over time based on delays or, you know, even just requests from your customers or, you know, if you're a spec builder, you just, you get creative. Your designers exactly. go a little crazy, but at least, you know, <laughs> that baseline, right. what you're trying to hit. Yep. If you have that baseline, you're going to be great. And then by using builder trend, you'll have your continued or your Um, new expected or your fluctuating estimate based off of those changes that are happening, like you said, selections, change orders, even being able to track variances off of those POs, you're going to be able to see all of that compared to 
your base cost, giving you that baseline, and then identifying at the end of the project, not just if you made money on that project, but the areas where you were able to save a little bit more than what you expected. Yeah. And at least you can report on it and track right. what happened throughout the project. So let's talk about when changes do occur a little bit. And we've talked around it to some extent, the change order system. Yes. And there's a funny story about a few of our different reps here at Builder Trend when they're training people. This used to be one of the things that people would start with. You 100%, know, they'd sign up. Yeah. Let's let's save you some money. Let's get you <laughs> let's get those change orders rolling, baby. Yeah. Let's track that. Track that. Uh, what, what do you think about the change order system and, and kind of, do you talk about this a lot on your trips? I mean, what is, why is it so valuable to our customers? Yeah. So change orders are discussed on probably 99% of my trips. <laughs> rare. <laughs> <laughs> Very rare. Yes. Uh, they are one of the most important ways that our clients save money. The reason for that is any clients that almost every single rep has talked to at Builder Trend has said at least at some point in their business, in their lifetime of their business, they have not tracked change orders. The clients say, yep, we want to upgrade this. Two months later, when the builder is trying to invoice them for it, they're like, uh, well, we didn't ask for that. You know, just that like, well, yes, you did, but there was the builders, our clients, they didn't get, a." signed contract or any acknowledgement from the homeowners at that point. So the change order piece in Builder Trend really is one of the biggest areas that you can save the most money if you don't have a change order process in place already. Mm -hmm. So what does it look like in Builder Trend for people who maybe aren't using it? What, how do you use it? What are the what are the places the customer can interact with it? Let's get into the details a little bit of where you can get this going. Yeah, most definitely. So one of the most important things of using change orders in Builder Trend is to really identify what the your cost as a builder is going to be. From there, then you can identify how much you want to charge the clients. Obviously, I've had some builders that um, they'll look to charge more for their change orders just because it's that much extra work that's needing to be done or needing to be completed on such short notice. So they'll ask the, or they'll mark up their change orders, say to 50% when their estimate was at 30%. Mm -hmm. These change orders then can be reviewed by the clients right through their builder trend portal approved with a signature and an acknowledgement that they have seen this and they are accepting the additional charges for the work. And then again, it can go, this will update your budget. You can create purchase orders from that. Again, saving time and money, saving time and making sure that you're getting paid mm -hmm. is the most important part of the change orders through Builder Trend. Yeah, and it's a great way to kind of teach people these processes early. Because you've, you've created this change order, you've gotten the request, and you want to track how much it's going to cost you, like Rachel said. Well, that means you need to move it into a purchase order, which is right. what we talked about earlier. So there's a yeah. lot of logic in the system. There is. If you can paint the picture of, of continuity, I've built my estimate. I've created my POs off the estimate. I yeah. now have a change, a change order, right. and now I'm POing off that change order, and everything's flowing correctly to the proper places. And it means that because it's predictable, and repeatable, yes. I can now start to gain more information about how to improve what I'm doing with my projects right. moving forward. And yeah. if there is a constant change order, oh, maybe I should be adjusting my estimate 
to include that because it's right. coming up so much. Right. And the other thing is I was talking with a builder here just a few weeks ago, actually, and he said that a lot of times his project managers out in the field are the ones that are taking on the responsibility of identifying if a change order should be created or not. Mm -hmm. Well, they don't have a place to create those change orders right now. So what we... Just like texting each other? Yeah. Change order. And not even that. They just tell the subs that they can do the work. Oh, and then then wait for the invoice? Yeah. Oh, that sounds fun. They pay the subs, but they're not (laughs) charging the client and for, you know, some of those smaller items. So we definitely went through some really important processes where, you know, the project managers don't need to create all of the details in there, right? You could ask the project manager just to put a description in a change order. And then maybe the office staff who has a little bit more more time and can see this maybe from a different view on the desktop, they will be able to then update all of the details that are necessary. When I was done with that trip, the owner said that just based off of the change orders, he thinks they're going to save close to two, $3,000 a week. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. I mean, think about how much that adds up over the course of a year. Right. Yeah, it's that, insane. That was my thoughts exactly. I was like, why have we not done this sooner? Yeah. <laughs> like, And it's just so easy to get into those habits. This is what my company's always done. And finding ways to put some actual conditions around those habits is it takes a little bit of effort and I, I think that's where our on-site consulting service Rachel is so impactful yeah. a lot of times on trips I'd be having these conversations with people in the room and I just got the feeling that they had never sat together and discussed it right you know even little things like that procedurally from a business operation can lead to big cost savings down the line because now you know the communication piece is there and, yes. I, and if there is a question people aren't just going to do things without checking or you know, with potentially impacting the bottom line. Right. Most definitely. Most definitely. And that that's it. Like you said, ex- you hit the nail on the head there, Zach. Like every visit that I go on, I feel like people are apologizing to me <laughs> for sitting there and having this conversation about their business. And yeah. I was like, I'd rather you do it now because you are here. So just finding that time to sit down and really have those deep discussions is necessary for any company even if you feel like you are running your business efficiently is that communication from the field to the office very clear is the does the office know what they're needing to pay that the field is approving or or not and so any of that communication or lack thereof can obviously impact that bottom line and between communication having systems to track all that information that those are probably two of the most important keys besides actually having tools to help assist with that. Yeah. Are there any other tools inside builder trend that maybe we haven't touched on yet that maybe have a, a kind of a potential to save revenue and you haven't really thought about it. I have a few in mind, but is there anything that you'd like to coach to your clients that you should be doing this because it could help you in the long run for this reason? Yeah, honestly, I think invoices obviously is one of the most important. Even if your clients are not active in Builder Trend by utilizing those invoices to send them into QuickBooks even or your accounting platform, um, you'll be able to identify where you're at in the project compared to your cost and see make sure that you are invoicing ahead of your project cost in most instances. Mm-hmm. 
a really easy way to see that then as well is going to be the whip report. Um, it really in- requires that you use all of the financial pieces of builder trend, yeah, but kind of the last step you have to kind of get everything else in place first. Exactly. But you'll be able to even see just through that, through that whip report, not just your costs, but if you're over or under invoiced for those projects as well. Mm-hmm. How do you get people to buy into using these features and builder trend. We talk about a lot in different places, building a culture. What do you find works on the road to kind of get people to commit and start using these things? Because we know it will save money, but sometimes it can be hard to paint that picture for people. What I've honestly found has been the most successful when I'm on site, especially for the builders, the bookkeepers that have been kind of hesitant or given a lot of pushback for implementing a new process is just showing them the simplicity of how effective builder trend can be Mm -hmm. Um, between like we mentioned at the beginning capping or giving your company caps on how much to spend um, the contract for your subs being able to apply multiple payments having lien waivers all of that being on your purchase order in a single location is something that very few people understand until they can actually see it put into place. So, Awesome. Well, Rachel, I'm, I'm glad you brought up contracts and lien waivers. We're going to have uh, Builder Trends Legal Counsel, Nick Kanitsky, to talk about those very Perfect. things in, in our episodes coming up. That's all we have time for today. Thank you, everybody, for listening, for joining The Better Way. Rachel, thank you so much for being here. Yes. It was fantastic. Thanks, Good to see you. If you want to learn more about onsite consulting or even potentially bring Rachel out to your office, feel free to reach out to our pro service department. We can have those conversations. This is Zach Tovich signing off. Thanks. Thanks for listening to The Better Way. If you're a Builder Trend customer, schedule a training to learn more. All listeners, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to The Better Way wherever you get your podcast. Also, Visit buildertrend.com backslash podcast to sign up for the email notifications when the next season drops and explore our other podcast, The Building Code. Don't miss our next episode where we will be talking all about contracts.